Today we celebrate Trinity Sunday, the solemnity of the most holy trinity. The reality that God is one, one God, yet three divine persons and one God. This is a mystery to us as humans. And therefore, as a mystery, not entirely accessible, unable to be understood completely. True. However, there is something about the Trinity that helps us more fully understand creation, which helps us more fully understand humanity because we are creatures, which then points back to the Trinity with a clearer understanding of the Trinity. So let's follow that route. Let's start with creation. Bishop Robert Barron tells us the key to the mystery of the Trinity, at least in part, is actually in plain sight with creation itself. Through the phenomenon of image-making and communication. Here's how. When you look at created life, all of life, at a macro level and a micro level, and everything in between, there is this common occurrence of image-making and communication. Take, for instance, a rock. Look at a rock. Set it in dirt or sand. After a rainstorm, it leaves a, a kind of crude image of itself in the mud or sand. Likewise, there it is in the windshield of your car, an image left from the impact of rock meeting glass. Go higher. Plant life. A plant drops a seed which grows up into a remarkable image of the original plant. Go higher still. Animal life, like a chicken. Two chickens come together, the result is an embryo that grows up into an amazing image of its parents. Not enough? Okay. Go way down to the fundamental structures of creation itself, to the cellular level. Think of cells within a living organism. Think of how much interaction and connection, image-making and communication there is among each cell of an organism with every other cell of that same organism. Now think of a human being with trillions of cells. Go down even further to the atomic level. Protons and electrons and neutrons. Think of all the image-making and communication within the structure of an atom. Still not satisfied? Go way up to the macro level. Planets and stars and galaxies. You find an extraordinary amount of image-making and communication among all the created celestial bodies all connected and communicating through universal laws of nature, which not only govern and guide the life and movements of the universe, but are the very conduits, if you will, by which, for instance, a star reproduces something of itself in the planets that come from it, and how then planets communicate with the star as they orbit and rotate around the star via the laws of gravity. Image-making communication, 
through very defined and curiously precise laws, able to be noticed and observed unanimously across the galaxies and the universe itself. Something's going on. Okay, well just, how about humanity? Not only can we reproduce an image of ourselves as human beings at the basic animal level, but we can also image and communicate ourselves in a variety of other ways through many mediums. Like what I'm doing right now, through the written and verbal communication of images within my mind, so that you now have these very same images from my mind and your mind. In a very real way, you receive something of me within you. Indeed, we are, as humans, in multitude of ways, image makers and communicators of ourselves. My point, everywhere you look, up and down life, big and small, you find the same thing. This peculiar but common ability of things in life forms to make images of themselves and communicate themselves to others in their surroundings. Now, this should beg the question, how do you explain the universality of this phenomenon and where does it come from? For an answer, I don't think we need to look any further than the creed we profess every Sunday. We've already covered the science part. The creed. Listen to what we say every Sunday. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. God is the one who created everything in the universe. If everything is created, then it is created as marked in every nook and cranny up and down the universe by this image-making and communication capacity, are we really so surprised to discover that the nature and actions of creation reflects the nature and actions of its creator? And this only makes sense if God is not alone. God is a unity of persons, a community within God, one God, Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons and one God. Within God is the same phenomenon of image-making and communication found in all of creation, including within humanity, who were told from the very first book of the Bible that we are made in his image and likeness. So follow this regarding the Trinity. Throughout eternity, the Father is capable of begetting an interior image of himself and communicating this image in what Scripture calls in Greek the logos, the word of God. This word of God is the Father's only begotten Son. As our creed states, God from God, life from light, true God from true God. The Son is a perfect image of the Father. Jesus himself says this in the Gospels when he says, When you see me, you see the Father. 
As we profess in the creed, Jesus is consubstantial with the Father. That Greek word that comes from homoousios, consubstantial, means the very same substance, the essence of the Father. And yet a distinct person within the Trinity. And as we hear about the Son as the Word of God in the opening chapter of John's Gospel, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that, was not, that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of humankind. Meaning, all of human life, in fact, all of creation reflects the nature of of God and the action of God. Image and communicated through the relationship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, if you will, the eternal communication between the Father and the Son. The eternal breath of life between the Father and the Son. The eternal love and creative force between the Father and the Son. So said another way, All of created life, macro and micro, and everything in between, including you and I, has the capacity to make images of ourselves and to communicate ourselves to others precisely because this is who the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are and what they do. And and if this is who the Creator is, and what the Creator does, and this is what we are and what we do, it is ultimately for the purpose of not just imaging ourselves and communicating ourselves. It is so creation can image God and communicate God to everything around it. And we, thus, we human beings, who are made in the image and likeness of God, Our very nature then and purpose is to image God to other people. And our primary mission is to communicate God throughout our lives to everyone we encounter. Oh, how far we have fallen in our nature. How far that we image ourselves only now. We talk only about ourselves and our things and our lives. We only give our opinions, our thoughts, our preferences. And we make up our version of truth, which is not truth at all. How far we have fallen. Which leads us to today's gospel. From Matthew 28. Getting us back to the memory of our nature and our mission. Jesus says this before he ascends into heaven. All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the ages. Within this what is called the Great Commission that Jesus gives to each of us as human beings is the nature and mission of the Trinity. The power that Jesus has been given, the power that he refers to, is the power of one God 
and three persons. The Father and the Son imaging and communicating themselves one to the other through the Holy Spirit. God then brings all of creation to, into existence through the same image-making power and power to communicate eternal life into time and space, which creates temporal life. It is, in fact, the same power that Jesus is passing on to humanity. And not just to humanity in general, but to each of you, to each of us. With this power, Jesus commands us. Let me say that again. He commands us to go to all nations and baptize every human person in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is, to baptize them in the nature of of who God is, and the mission of God. So that is our nature and our mission. See, baptism brings us back into the nature of the Trinity, back into the purpose and the mission of the Trinity, for it is in baptism that our fallen human nature is redeemed. We are restored and able again to image God. And in God's likeness, we can communicate him to other people. Along these lines, in our baptism, each of us is given a purpose and mission. Not just to baptize more people, like parents baptizing their children and then going away from the practice of the faith until they come back to first communion, and then going away from the practice of faith until they come back to confirmation, and then going away from the practice of their faith and their children never come back to the practice of the faith. There's two parts to it. Our mission and purpose is not just to baptize more people, but also to teach them. To teach them all that Christ has commanded us to teach every human person. And not just some of what he's taught us, or only the parts that are easy to teach, or only the parts that I agree with. No, we're given the mission of passing on to everyone all of God, and all that he has taught us is necessary for salvation, which is all of him who is the way, the truth, and the life. And necessary for us, as he says at the end, to be with him until the end of the age, meaning to be with him throughout our lives, and then in the redemption of all creation, to be with him forever in the life of heaven. Yes. Yes, I get it. The Trinity is a mystery in many ways. Then again... Maybe not in the way that is most fundamental to our own existence as human beings. At his very core, God has a nature that images and communicates himself throughout all of creation. So if we're paying attention to creation and paying attention to our own existence and to the existence of God and and we are choosing, because he gives us freedom, to be in a lifelong relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then, then the reality of the Trinity actually removes the mystery of what it means to be a human being. And removes the mystery 
of what is most important to do with our lives. We who struggle with our lives, so many of us for so long trying to figure out who we are and what we are to do with our lives. Instead, knowing who God is and what God does in the Trinity reveals to us what is most fundamental to our own human nature and purpose. To image and communicate God to all we encounter rather than to spend our lives trying to communicate ourselves. This is our nature, our purpose, and our mission in life. To image God to the world and communicate him to all we meet. The triune God reveals himself in creation so humanity can know him in creation. Then this same God goes one step further. He reveals himself in humanity through Jesus Christ incarnate who becomes fully human while remaining fully God in order to reveal humanity back to itself so that we as human beings who are Christians can then spend our lives revealing the triune God to every other human being and all for the purpose of giving every human being on the face of this earth the opportunity to spend Eternity with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and a redeemed creation living out our true purpose and nature and the great adventure God calls heaven.